Been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Please don't. That a dope beat step. Goddamn. <laughs> so. Hey guys. Hi. It's Nate. It's Giggity. It's Vito. Live from the Source Toad Studios in downtown Tampa. We ain't done one of these in a while because normally during the off season, there isn't so much to talk about. Props to the baseball team. Good season. Good season. Yay. Good season. Good season. Well, my reverse jinx worked. We'll get into reverse jinxes mm-hmm. later on, but. That's two in a row, buddy. Anyway. Yeah, two big ones right there, back yeah. to back. I know. Pretty, pretty good. good. So, the last time we did this podcast, well, actually, no. The last time we did this podcast was on Skype on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> where We got Friday at 445 by the guy who's supposed to do the Friday at 445-ing. Mark Arum left. Uh, that was two weeks ago? Two, 16 days. 16 days June ago? June 2nd. The first, second. Yeah. They are in Probably progress. They are taking names. They're doing things. We still don't have an AD. Search committee's been pretty quiet. I'll be interested to see what direction they head to. But right now, I haven't heard anything outside of the names that we've already listed. I haven't heard anything where I've gone, ah. Oh. One guy, somebody, a uh, couple other people had, had said to me was the AD at Kansas who was let go because um, mm. he didn't win in football at Kansas. Well, that's like firing somebody at USF for not winning in men's basketball. I mean, like, it's the same thing. So yeah. doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad athletic director if you get fired for not winning in football at Kansas. Okay, I can't even pronounce it for Shayon. Shahan. Shahan. Shahan, yeah. Zenger. Shahan Zenger. Um, that's a pretty Florida name. He was, yeah. It's, he was on USF's first staff, 1996. Mm-hmm. He was the recruiting coordinator for Jim Levitt. Um, so there is a connection to USF. He was also the AD at Illinois State. He was the AD at Illinois State. Went back to his alma mater, Kansas, and got fired, I guess, about a month ago, a month and a half ago. Yeah, just about, I think it was mid-May. So, with USF's great tradition of hiring fired coaches, yeah. Stan Heath. Charlie, or what is it? Uh, Charlie, Charlie Weiss isn't doing much. Charlie's available. He's he's, he's, he's cashing them checks. He's cashing checks from Kansas and Florida and Notre Dame. Everybody else. And his son. Yeah. Is he like the youngest coordinator for somebody? Oh, really? I I want to Princeton. I don't know. Someone had sex with Charlie Weiss. Yeah. Awkward and true. Good for him. At least (laughs) once. (laughs) Good job, buddy. So, otherwise, not a lot to say out of the committee. I haven't, honestly... I have a job. I don't track these things down. Nate, what have you heard? You're supposed to be doing this shit now. Uh, I am supposed to be doing this shit. Um, I was at the first board, uh, you know, committee meeting. Um, Bill Sutton is heading up the search along with Eastman Bodine, who did every other USF search in the last five or so. And how are those worked yeah. out, buddy? <laughs> Why? Do we have a fucking mm-hmm. sub card with these people? The six... <laughs> Six searches free? Like, what the fuck? Um, so, terms of the contract with Eastman Bodine were not disclosed because the USF Foundation is a DSO, which means they are not subject to open records requests. But from what I can gather, they spent 60 k on the men's basketball coach four years ago. Okay. They spent 70 to find Mark. Okay. Oh no! Excuse me. They spent seventy to find Charlie Strong for about three days of work. Okay. 
Which, he was a, are and they Harlan, hiring? <laughs> Har, yeah. Harlan said uh, when we asked him about that after he hired Charlie, it's like, did you use a search firm? Because remember, they wouldn't tell yeah. us. And then afterwards, he go, yeah, we did use a search firm. And it was just in case this didn't go through. So they were the $70,000 insurance policy before we hired Charlie Strong. So um, accounting for inflation of two years, four years, it's probably a little bit higher. So watch us get stuck paying 80K and just, well, at least Harlan's paying for it. So, yeah, I yeah. really, uh, from what I've uh, heard, uh, I know Colin uh, on the last podcast suggested maybe Judy would, would let them off the hook. Um, Allow me to go on the record here. I, I just sort of was like thinking, you know, that's just sort of the nature of USF. And when these things happen, they tend to to maybe just sort of like, ah, you know what? You did a nice job here. Thank you for your service. We'll let you out of the contract free and clear. Go. That ain't happening this time. Not a kids. fucking chance, buddy. They uh, were pissed. And blindsided. <laughs> totally Absolutely blindsided. Blindsided. Mm-hmm. They had no idea that he was even an option for Utah. Yeah, uh, they, when they, UCLA they came up and it's a couple other jobs, Arizona, they, they yep, uh, Arizona, they kind of kept tabs on it. They had no clue. At the end of the day, it's business, it's not personal. It's business. Doesn't make it hurt any less, and doesn't mean Judy's probably not going to send a hit squad to your house. <laughs> but it's just business, and because but, it is just business, and the, the rumor I heard is they found out like minutes before Utah tweeted. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's true, but that's what I, I, heard. I heard under an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn. God, I give my companies less or more notice than that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so there's a few names uh, that we floated out that had been bounced to us. Joey Chitwood. Uh, when I was doing research on him, he seems like the perfect candidate. Yeah. I think he'd be a great hire. I think he would. He's a USF alum. He got his MBA in 95. He's on the USF Foundation Board. Um, he was the USF Distinguished Alumnus Award recipient in 2014. Um, he, he is the president of Daytona International Speedway in 2010 and oversaw the $400 million Daytona Rising Project. Ooh, we're getting a race team. And he was also at the center of getting Daytona repaved in 2010, which was huge. If you can, if they, you go they, back, they paved over the beach. They paved over the speedway, which, which hadn't oh, been oh. paved in years. I was going to say, like, paving pot, over the beach potholes, be an improvement. Blown tires. It was just a hmm. shit show at Daytona during the 500. I feel like that would be the first thing you'd want to do. You would think that. Um, that and get you know the giant metal spikes off the track. Yep, but he's also very good at getting stuff built. Yeah, he was at the center of getting Chicagoland Speedway built in Joliet, uh, Illinois. Joliet, Joliet, uh, home of the Blues Brothers. Yeah, I was gonna say Jesus Christ, man, watch the Blues Brothers. Right? <laughs> yeah. See, I know that. He seems like uh, he's my personal favorite. I think Elliot Charles, uh, I believe, kind of out of the running, from what I understand, Colin. Um, He's kind of leaning toward the Citadel. I, I don't have two. I mean, I, I would assume that I know he was in the mix for the Citadel job. Have they officially made a hire yet? I don't think so. I don't think they have, but um, I thought they were fr- uh, hiring Frank Underwood. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. We'll, we'll do a check here and see if they've made a hire yet. But I heard that he was definitely in the mix for that job. And if, if anything, maybe even like likely to get that job. What about the uh, yeah. old Leroy's nephew? Oh, Zach. I like him. Not maybe right now, but in the future. Yeah, he's young. He's very young. Yeah. Um, Citadel, he has not been hired yet. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Zach Selman. 
He went. He played four years. He was a tight end at Wake Forest, I believe. Um, mm, and then uh, <laughs> went to Oklahoma. Uh, the Selma name carries a lot of weight in Oklahoma and in Tampa. Yeah. I kind of got into it on Twitter with some people saying that Selma, the Selma name doesn't have weight in Tampa, which is... Who fucking, said that? The I restaurant, the road, the giant building. I was like, good thing building. there's not an expressway named after yeah. him. Um, Fuck that guy. Not yeah. Selman, the guy you were arguing with. Yeah, so <laughs> I think he, I, I think die. he's got some weight to it, and would help in donor gifts and whatnot. Yeah, he's. The, I know he works in fundraising in Oklahoma. He is yes. very young, though. He is. That's I think what I'm he's saying. Like 32, 32, 33. Little. That's a little young to be an AD at um, up piece. I want my ADs like a little older than me. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Yeah, that's yeah. a little too close for comfort. I wouldn't mind somebody in their upper thirties, but low thirties. That's that's you gotta. I, I need to see some grays before yeah. you uh, take the helm. So we'll see. I, I don't know about that. Might be a tough a tough lift. Yeah, uh, Sean Frazier, who always kind of gets his name thrown in from mm-hmm. the idiot uh, NIU. Probably not. Getting yeah. it, yeah, because it's you can't Sean Frazier and because it's tonight. How long has he been the AD there? Uh, 2013, 2014. Oh, so he um, doesn't know about the reigning international bowl champs that we are. No, oh, he okay. he we did not get to see that. His loss. Um, but he did raise a little. He did raise a lot of money at Wisconsin prior to taking the NIU job. The next on the list is Nick Carpelli. He's the director of college sports at Under Armour. Mm-hmm. Oh, are they? You guys remember them? Are are, are do they need new jobs? Oh, um, um, may, maybe, 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 maybe. Right? maybe. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I don't know. He was a candidate for the position in, uh, back in 2016. Didn't get it. Mm. Um, he also worked as the senior associate commissioner of the Big East prior to the Big East imploding. So he's like the patron saint of failed attempts. Well, yeah, and I mean his main. Uh, he was the primary football administrator of the Big East, so maybe that doesn't really help him out. Mm-hmm. But he did help create the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, the St. Pete Bowl, and the Miami Beach Bowl before his departure. Um, I so go back, St. Pete, I'm going back to my Miami uh, Beach saint of move. failed enterprises. <laughs> well, he was also on the Super Bowl winning Super Bowl 36 team with the Patriots in 2001. He was the director of operations. So good for them. Got a ring. He's got a ring. Nothing you're saying is endearing. I understand. In the least. <laughs> no, I, I, he's apparently a really well-liked guy and a good administrator. The people that I know who have dealt with him, like Front Armour, say he's like good people, good guy, understands it, gets the bigger mm-hmm. picture. Um, might be a reach to be like an AD right away, but certainly has a job at Under Armour that's you know pretty high up the chain and understands apparel. However, we did just sign our lives away in an apparel deal, so yeah. um, maybe not the best fit, but we'll see. Can can we say we got a better deal than Boise did with Nike? Yeah, but what we, the, we've been more successful than Boise has in the last couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're in a much bigger market, and we have much more potential to actually end up in a power yeah, conference. Man, I don't know. We were in the best game of the year last year. I remember if if the deal the deal does get renegotiated, if we end up in a Power 5 conference, that's in the deal that says if we go Power 5. All right, Pac-12, here we come. What, what, what if we establish Power 6? Ah. You know, if we end up with an access, if this league somehow ended up with an access bid, if they went to 8 and then there was an access bid, all right, that's good enough for me. I'm good. Yeah, six and then two wild cards. I mean, it's a good conference. If you could just boot out ECU, it'd be a great conference. <laughs> and you <laughs> let UConn walk. Yeah. Bye, UConn. 
Yeah. Gotta go. I don't know. I really like watching their women's and Tulane. Team, I mean, I yeah, like Tulane. We get to the New Orleans. And their baseball Tulane. team. Their baseball team is good. So scrappy. It really so is. I, I mean, I think we've discussed this before on the podcast that Jim Penders, their baseball coach, is probably the best coach in the conference, not named Gino. Yeah. Any sport. Any sport. Any sport. It's amazing. Um, the guy's fantastic. He wins, and they don't have fucking lights. They don't have lights base, on their stadium, and they, and they consistently get to the NCAAs, and they win conference runs. So, so okay. they, they can see in the dark, is what you're saying. Pretty so can't be. Like, they were in the running to host a regional, um, but they would have had to play at Fenway. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. <laughs> That would have been pretty cool, actually. Baseball season is still happening. Hey, Red Sox, you got to move your game. Yeah. That's fun. Hey, so if we boot UConn or ECU, can we just bring in the Space Space Academy? Yeah, I mean, Space Academy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The new service academy uh, that's hard to play in zero gravity. It's like uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Rob Higgins, before the search started... Came out, uh, told Joey Knight at the Tampa Bay Times that he's not interested in the job, but he will help USF in their search. Um, and then Bill Sutton followed up and said he will definitely be a part of it. We may send people over to interview him, to interview with him, get his ideas. I think that USF made a massive mistake in not just walking to that guy's front door and saying, Hi, here, here's your check. Yeah, Take the flowchart is never wrong. The flowchart's mm-hmm. not wrong. I think he's the—he was the only guy where I went. This is the guy I know can fix it. You know, and I and everybody's worried about like who's going to hire coaches and who's going to negotiate football contracts. That's the easy stuff, man. The hard part at this job is building relationships opening and getting wallets, opening <laughs> wallets, and getting buy-in. That's the hard part. You can you can hire a number two that's been a part of search committees for football men's basketball head coaches. Mm. Okay. And by the way, look at the staff Rob has now, who are people that I know pretty well. They're some of the most talented people I know. He knows how to hire. Okay. And everyone who has worked for him, I, I mean, he's got seven or eight over there. I don't think any of them have been there less than four or five years. People don't leave. They're loyal to him. They're loyal to that job. And that's what USF needs. And if you're going to build a culture of accountability that's going to get community buyback, it, it just would have been such a such a perfect match. And I'm frustrated beyond all belief. I just – he's the only one guy that I 100% know can fix. Now, am I biased? You know, am I friends with the guy? Of course. But I got a lot of other friends that would be, you know, in consideration for this job. That would also be people that I'm actually closer to than Rob that I think, you know, would be in the mix. But he's the only one where I go, this is a guy who could do it right away. So I'm just frustrated he didn't even get a look. Yeah. And Derek Brooks was the other name that came out. Um, and right I haven't after. heard anything about that what, recently. What I've noticed and have been told is Derek Brooks and Charlie Strong on the donor trail are lights out tag team like back that again. those two are fantastic yeah. getting donor buy-in and i wouldn't be surprised if the savage family who mm-hmm. has not donated prior to this one million dollar gift that's going to name the indoor practice facility field savage field yes um that they had a direct hand in that. Yeah. Well, if Charlie Strong walks up to you and asks you for money, you're going to give Charlie Strong money. And then when Derek Brooke walks up to you behind him. Yeah. You're going to give him more money. Yeah. Because so, they are charismatic as hell and slightly terrifying. It's, it's uh, that, 
that's a dynamic duo. And forever long, however long Charlie's still here, mm-hmm. those two need to be tied at the hip. Yes. And if fundraising is such a big part of the job, and that's something that Derek has shown he can do. You can you can hire somebody to negotiate the football contracts. You can hire somebody to you know and, and like Derek Brooks needs help hiring a football coach. He probably knows anybody who'd be a candidate anyway. So I just I think we gotta go outside the box. We need somebody to get some community buyback in to to build some relationships, to make it to make people in Tampa and this region love USF again. And I, I just hate bringing in some random guy who's never set foot on the campus before because we've continually done that and we've continually failed. So why are we going back to the same well? We're even using the same goddamn search firm, and that really pisses me off. You know, it's not like they've done such a great job. They screwed up the Massiello thing, okay? They bring in Harlan, who gives all of an hour's note, and you can talk about the job Mark did here. I think he did a lot of good things. I think it was also probably in the best interest of both parties to separate at the time that they did. But it's not like they brought in some guy who was just like a tremendous home run that changed the culture and made USF such a better place. And then, you know, on the football coach, they literally didn't do anything. They were, by the admission of the guy who made the hire, they were the backup insurance policy. It's, you know, Doug had a lot of mistakes in his tenure. Absolutely. But he got shit built. Um, yes and no. A lot of it on debt. <laughs> there is it still there? They're not gonna they're not gonna repossess the baseball stadium, I promise you. Yeah, but the the, the Where are they four, gonna put it? <laughs> but the but the the bond payments that you're making against that to this day are still hurting the program. Um so they spent and by the way, the like those build those facilities aren't what they should be. They just aren't. Muma Center is not nearly as nice as it should be. Um, uh, the press boxes in both baseball and softball are, are horrendous. Horrendous. The soccer, Could soccer's even worse. Like soccer's terrible as well. They're yeah. a joke. I mean, like we we went out and we got nice facilities, but they're not like cream of the crop. You know, they're okay. Like they swore to us when they built the damn baseball and softball facility that foul balls would not interact between the two fields. We have we've studied this extensively. First goddamn night, they damn near decapitate a left fielder twice in one inning. Don't they have? Nets? Now they do. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, but it'll still go over. It'll still go over. Yeah. Build top golf nets. That's what they did. <laughs> but like literally, that's that's the level of the. They're like, no, this absolutely can't happen. That, that we've checked the trajectories of how the balls will fly, and it absolutely can't USF happen. Calls literally, the first night it happened. I don't know who the hell did it, but like, it, it's just so frustrating. You can only rig netting so high. You <laughs> can't go forty feet in the air. Uh, the one. Hold on. Go. There was a, someone, I, I saw something from Mark Harlan uh, going back to him leaving. So he didn't take or even, uh, who, uh, did he ever interview for Arizona? That's his alma mater, right? Background. On background, I believe that there were discussions. I don't know if they were a courtesy to an alumni who, you know, was in the, was field. In the field. I don't know, but I know that he was at least, you know, something happened there. So it's possible he didn't actually get an offer. It just seems strange. Sure. Why? Yeah. You're why walk, would you, you don't do your alma mater? The first Pac-12 job that opens up. Why would you turn down your alma mater? And then, uh, yeah, I think I don't. I think it's fair to say it is very likely that he was not offered Arizona. Yeah, I, I agree. Or that okay. the contract came out. He saw that you're you're putting the cross of the OCS and the IPF on my back. I'm out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's it was it's. It's almost like you need to have some relationships to raise money to do this job correctly, especially almost. now that we're not getting P5 dollars and we're cut off from all the, the Big East exit money. 
That's gone. This is the last year. We got the last check already. Deuces. Yeah, but hey, TV money's coming up soon. 2020. And and we can start negotiating next year. In a Resco retrust. We'll just live on debt until then. By the way, ESPN. Yeah, by the way, be prepared, both fans. Oresco's already talking about ESPN Plus. Get your five dollars a month man, out. That's already talking hard, about man. it. That's I. If you uh, guaranteed me every game was on that app, I would totally buy that for five bucks a month. If you guaranteed me every game in the American Conference and not just football, I want basketball. Uh, I want friggin' volleyball and soccer too. If you're making me pay five, I just want a USF game. But even now, it's sometimes like it's on CBS Sports Network, which is. Garbage. Terrible. Yeah, you can just, sometimes it's on get three. Rid yeah. Get rid of that. Um, CBS. But Oreska's already publicly saying things like ESPN Plus. So, throwing it out there. Good job, Mike. Netflix just needs to go into the live programming and just steal a conference. And Hulu's already halfway there. Who's yeah. thinking about it? Why not? Ne- Do you have Netflix? Hmm? Do you have Netflix? Netflix. Uh, no, I have Hulu and I have DirecTV now. How do you not have Netflix? Okay. I don't, do you have Netflix? Uh, yeah, both. I have Netflix, Netflix and Hulu. Amazon Prime. I don't even I have Amazon Prime. Prime. I don't even have Amazon Prime. Well, I have Netflix. Yeah, like, um, all right, so moving on. So big news last, I think it was last Tuesday. I can't remember anymore. Uh. <laughs> Guys, did you know that USF and Yingling were talking about becoming sponsorship partners? What? What? Yeah. Well, it finally happened. Well, not finally, because this is the first we've heard about it. Didn't we hear about this like six months ago? It was about three and a half. Okay. We were all in the car. Well, together. actually, we knew, we knew yeah. way before. I was going to say we even knew long before I put it on Twitter because I was the first one to yeah, put it on Twitter. Yeah, no, yeah. we were so in, it must it must be. It six was like months. six months. We were in the car you, together. You which tweeted it out in like late March. Yeah, yeah. early March. And, but we knew for way gen- before. Yeah, that. this was like because we were on the car together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we all knew. But like, here's the thing: we all. Uh, I tweeted it out. I told everybody at work. And there's a reason. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, we all knew. Yeah. There was a, I mean, it, at that point, like six months when we first heard it in the car, we were one of the few people who knew. Yeah. By the time I had tweeted it out, everybody in there opens it. Everybody yeah. knew. And it yeah. wasn't even like a secret anymore. And so one of the reasons I tweeted it out was like, what the hell were we in the car? It's taking so long. What's taking so long? Oh, I have the reason why it's taking so long. Okay. What is that? Social responsibility is a cornerstone of Tampa Bay Entertainment Properties Entitlement Partnership with DG Yingling and Sun Inc. (laughs) Below are identified areas of focus that will will be implemented prior to the start of the 2018-2019 school year. They're worried about college kids drinking. And they're worried about about a beer sponsor, even though there's a Beef O'Brady's on campus where you can drink after five. They changed that like immediately. Used to be. Immediately. Used to be it was whenever. like two weeks. I was on campus when that happened. <laughs> I was there too. It was yeah. great. Um, also, they've been sur- they've been pouring for 20 years at the Sundome. I can get a stiff drink at the Sundome on most games. Yeah. Get the club seats, but, but still. God forbid the sponsor's a beer sponsor. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a damn? Well, so kids aren't drinking Yingling anyway. If it was the Natty Light Center, then it'd be like, all right, maybe that's important. Yeah, Coors Light, <laughs> silver, bu- silver Bullet yeah, Club, the Ginny uh, Beer Center, the, the Bush yeah. Light. <laughs> Give me the. You guys ever played Peakers? No. It's where uh, if you get a Bush Light and the the mountain peaks are anywhere near the mouth, you have to finish. The, like if you reach into a cooler and just pick it up. Hold on, look. This is on a later segment. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we'll save that it's, for uh, part of that. Ed Neckray. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. Um, no, ki- no college kid is drinking Yingling unless he's from pretentious what, as fuck. Yeah, unless he's. I, I drank Yingling in college, but that kind of again, fits. my point stands. I was drinking Thanks Yingling this, this freaking buddy. weekend. Yeah, but you're I not a college kid. Yeah, so, um, said that. I'm sorry. I guess 
from 5 p.m. No, on no, no, Fridays hold on, hold on. to. We, we got to go back over the fact that you just said yanger dinger. That's what I say. I apologize. Jesus. No, we, we're gonna let that burn for a minute. All right, go ahead. That's moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, they partnered with Lyft. Uh, for five dollars off um, rides from five p.m. Friday to because Uber won't pick you up anymore. Saturday morning. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, what the fuck is Uber doing? Because they're tired of getting sexual assault char- sexual assault charges on their drivers. Yeah, but if we're all just just here's an idea. I literally, I mean, no secret. I got rid of my car over a year ago. Yeah, I ride share well, everywhere. No. Yeah. <laughs> Jealous? No. So, I can ride my bike without dying. Ride my bike all the time. I'm fine. It's the only. Damn exercise I get anymore. Really? But the, uh, yeah, no tell. shit. Can't tell. Can't tell. I've paid on like 30 pounds. Like, just don't be a dick. Like, yeah. some rules in life. It's just the don't be a dick rule. Well, if people understood that, there wouldn't have to be a rule. Obviously. Like, I don't know. Just, yeah. Don't fight your cab driver slash rideshare driver. It's a gig. Especially your rideshare driver. Yeah, because they'll God. fight back. They will. Should they? they and they will. should. Yeah. So there was a question on Twitter. Are we ever going to find out the details in terms of the deal? Probably no. No. You can fight it. You can fight it. You probably win. Are you how it's okay, part so, of Sundome Inc., which is DSO. How are we getting around that? So you would have to go to court and say that there's a public interest in having the details on this deal released because – Jeff Fennick is also in business with USF as well as uh, it's a whole long complicated thing. You could make the argument that since he's in business with USF as well as a philanthropic arm of USF, that there are conflicts where all of the things that he should do are public. But since they buried it under the one that really pisses me off is the foundation on the on the search deal for Bodine. I, I, I can deal with naming rights. I mean, I'm not thrilled about it, but like I can deal with naming rights because it's part of the entertainment partners deal. And then eventually we'll get the number from entertainment partners every year because that number that they give to USF Athletics has to be made public. So whatever TBP sells and at the end of the year, if they cut USF a check for more than two point five million, we'll know that they went over. OK, fine. So we'll get that number. Um, what we but not getting the number on Bodine when they have just fucked up multiple times and then burying it in the foundation when the other two contracts were public record. Yeah, I guess because um, it, USF as a whole is doing the search, not just the athletic department, I think that's where that turns into it. That's thing. not ever been the case previously. I mean, they literally did another search for an athletic director and we had a copy of that deal. So now all of a sudden the university is making the whole search instead of just that now. And if the university as a whole is making the search, then it should still be public record. But you you can't just bury this money in the foundation every time. So no, I'm I'm I mean you cannot use the foundation as a slush fund to cover things like this. Yeah, Not okay. They disagree. They, they disagree. disagree. And UF, you can you can find UF them in court. Disagrees. UCF disagrees. That right. Their entire athletic departments are DSO. Well, one of those is very successful. The other. Yeah, so. But it, I I still say that if somebody went to court, and I've talked to – there was something else that they – oh, I remember what they buried. They buried Doug Woolard's second contract that he had with the foundation when I asked for it. Uh, this was years ago. And then I reached out to an attorney who worked with the Pointer Institute and the Tampa Bay Times about how we could fight this. They're like, yeah, you can fight this. You go to court, you probably get a pretty good case. Good luck scraping the dollars together to go to court and get it done. So unless you guys want to do a, a um, GoFundMe go for – so we can take USF to court so they stop doing this shit which you'd probably win by the way um, 
you know, they're going to continue to do this, and they ought to just call it the Daily Stampede rule when they're just going to try and bury as much shit as they possibly yeah. can. Yeah. And the Joey Knight rule, too, because he does it, too. So, But they're going to try and hide as much as they can. And I think it's absolute crap. It's a public institution. One of the reasons I attended it is because it's a public institution. And I believe that all of within reason, all of these documents should be made public, um, especially when you're spending money on consultants like this. I just I agree. I think it's wrong. Um, what I've been told is it's very competitive to the seven-year $3.94 million deal that UCF got with CFE Federal Credit Union. Very competitive with means it's less. Yes. <laughs> that's, so UCF is getting uh, 562000 a year. Um, the number I heard was five five hundred thousand a year. Off the record, the number I heard was five hundred grand a year. So, I don't know if it's true, but that's the number I heard off the record. See, I can do that now. I wouldn't do that before, but now I'm a hack. So who cares? I'm just some yeah. fan ranting. But I heard five hundred k a year. But it's not when you hear very competitive. It's not a oh yeah we beat them. It's right. a, uh, close enough. Exactly. <laughs> and that's uh, larger. That's just a whole larger thing with right. the school. And do they get points for the war on I four for that too? Yeah, 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 I actually do. Yeah, so Yingling Center, whoop de doo Hot take, Yingling is not good. All beer is this. Not true. I kind of agree with that. That's Those are bad takes. Okay, there you have two of the people who help invent scotch and whiskey telling you two, well, just you mostly, right. that beer is piss. No, beer is not piss. There's wonderful, delicious beer, especially in this city. I wouldn't say Yingling makes that cut, but thank you very much for the check. Okay. USF needed. Cigar City is the exception. Acha Cigar City, Angry Chair, 610 Brewing. I mean, there, I'll give you 100 breweries in town that friggin' crush it. Green Benches might be the best of all of them. Nah, just, just okay. Yeah, so. Copper Tail. It's my personal. All right. All right, this is enough any, beer cast. Anything uh, else you want to talk about regarding AD Search and Yingling Center that we haven't already discussed? Just that I'm really excited to see who they get as an athletic director. Um, we've made it clear that we want someone outside of the traditional framework of athletic directors. Um, it seems like the at least the chair of the search committee, Mr. Sutton, who I do think is a good guy and absolutely has the intention, best intentions for USF at heart. He clearly thinks that experience really matters, and he looks to be pushing USF towards a more traditional candidate. It just seems like the last two traditional candidates that USF has hired as AD, uh, one got pushed out and the other quit about an hour before it got announced. So how's that working out? And by the way, in that period of time, we have gone from the P5 to the G5. Our revenue is flat if not down over the last since Doug Willard got hired pretty much right? I think it might yeah I think our in revenue for the, the latest that the AP had was 47 yeah um, and I don't and think we were making much more than that when we were like 06 USF uh, on, in their press releases they've been claiming 53 like 53 million dollars in total revenue are like gained over the last year or so. That doesn't mean anything. That's all just, that's all it's, legacy given. That's, it's with the Adidas contract, the uh, But then you're counting eight years worth of revenue in one year. That's bullshit. That doesn't count. They don't, people don't care about that. They just say don't, don't, No, that's how, that's how you get these inflated resumes from candidates. They're like, oh, I, you know, Mark Harlan could go out and say, well, if they did raise whatever the number is towards the facility, Plus, whatever the number it's is for Adidas. Not, nine and change. There's some still to be announced. Uh, from what I understand, the Savage Inc. and Shaft Gift are cash. Okay. But it was all part of the nine. Those two gifts are not brand new. They're part of the nine that Harlan announced during the spring game. Okay. So, all right, but they're at nine, but 
Okay, so he's going to announce nine. If three of that, three million of that is cash, terrific. But then the other six is just legacy giving that might not be realized for 10, 20, and 30 years. You make a $20 million contract with Adidas that counts how much of that is gear. It's like two million million a year is gear. Yeah, I think you get one, uh, they get 150 a year in cash. Right. So you get a million dollars in cash or a one point some million dollars in cash, but you count on your resume raised you know 20 million dollars as part of a shoe negotiation and so you say that this year you know re- total giving was 30 some million dollars yeah. that's all bullshit so and and by the way not to knock Mark Harlan but everyone in the industry does it and it's all bullshit yep. and no one does bullshit accounting like USF does bullshit accounting Okay, some of the accounting tricks that I've seen pulled at this university, including a billion-dollar campaign. Okay, okay, Batman. Quarter of that is a is a freaking software license. One freaking software license is like twenty to twenty-five percent of that, apparently. Wait, of the the bullshit family got the accounting school named after? Yeah, but yeah, the bullshit family. Oh, okay. There's like one software license that's like a two hundred or two hundred and fifty million dollars of that billion-dollar campaign. So. I'm uh, just saying. Uh, along the same lines, here's a Twitter question uh, from at ccangston24. Why has USF lacked creativity across the board lately on major projects? For example, the names of the new student housing village, the Fit Pinnacle, also the new marketing slogan, "Be Bullish." Tradition Awful, mostly. Period. Well, wait a minute. The the new slogan is "Be Bullish." Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I haven't even heard that. It's up there with green breed in my eyes. Wow. <laughs> I saw a billboard that said bull speed ahead. That's not bad. That's that's it's better almost, than be bullish. Yeah, but be also, bullish. is it better than Holt's New Era? <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> be bullish, huh? There are is two this, things we don't talk about. That's one of them. Is that is that with the company that came up the, the outside market? The guy, the snap, guy that, that or, got hired uh, with his last Twitter account. Spark. Uh, no, no, the Spark, Spark deal? Is he the Spark deal or is it the new CMO? Is this from the new CMO or the yeah. Spark deal? Yes, CMO. Oh, and his deal is be bullish. The guy with the weirdo Twitter account. Yes. Yep. All right. Yep, 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 yep. All right, yep. I want to see execution because that's pretty bad. That's not great. <laughs> Wait, that's not great. Execution of the campaign or execution, yeah, execution of the of CMO? <laughs> of the campaign. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not wanting anybody killed. No one should get killed. It's just sports. How dare you? <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's where we're at. Moving on, football recruiting. Uh, July tenth, USF had a guy decommit. Oh wait, and no, that's right. It's recruiting. I don't uh, care. Uh, right, I'm leaving. Me. Bye. June tenth, uh, USF had a safety uh, decommit. Go Bulls! Go Bulls! Mm, Ten Bye days Colin. later, USF uh, had five more commits. Yeah. After uh, we press, I press Nick into wondering aloud what's going on with the recruiting this year. It's happened. We had three camps over the weekend with Alabama, Oregon, uh, Nebraska was in town, and USF kind of cleaned up a little bit. I think we should expect that to happen even further. Um, as Colin leaves, Georgia, uh, the Georgia Tech USF game slated. For September Nooner. September eighth is at noon on ABC, as I said back in February. Yeah, that was kind of not a shocker. Yeah, um, national television. All you have to do is not choke against Elon, and it's a good matchup. Uh, that's a tall order. 
That is a tall order. I I never after a certain state that rhymes with Fickneese. Yeah. Um, I don't take anything for granted. Yep. Uh, Keen, Alodikin, Barnett, all throw two touchdowns. Yeah, we got uh, 15 quarterbacks, one kicker. What can go wrong? Uh, with the new uh, redshirt rule, we might even see Octavius Battle throw a touchdown. Yeah. He's got four games to play with him. doesn't matter when they happen. So that Elon So that's just going to make that carousel that much bigger. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> all the quarterbacks. Oh. None of the kickers. None of the kickers, all the quarterbacks. Can any of the quarterbacks kick? Our punter can kick. Yeah. Can, why don't we have... Well, a, do, we, do we have an Australian... Yes. Yeah, okay. Then we're, no, I didn't know. That. We're fine. Punter. We're fine. He was the only one that attempted a field goal in the spring game, and he missed. God damn it! Can Brad King, Brad King can kick? He's like, and I feel like Chris Oladu can, can kick. I don't know. I, that sounds like a kicker's he's, name. He's wiry. Wiry. He's wiry. wiry. He's wiry. <laughs> he's like super athletic. He could probably like play soccer too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, so that's that for his schedule. Uh, baseball. Three players got drafted. Yeah. Lower than I thought. Uh, they would get dra- like the amount of players would get drafted. Joe Ward's coming back. Chris mm-hmm. Chatfield's coming back. Uh, but Shane McClanahan, technically a first round pick. Yeah. Uh, his <laughs> redshirt sophomore year went um, down the tubes. Yes, it did. When it hit conference oh. play, an ERA almost. Uh, I think it was a six point five six ERA in conference play. Hey, but at least he's a Ray now. He is a Ray. Well, is he, though? He hasn't signed he, yet. Oh. Um, he still he, hasn't signed? He still has not signed. What the they have until, I believe it's August 13th yeah. at 11.59 p.m. Um, to sign. He did, This came out. I heard about it when it happened. But this came out. He emailed the Florida scouts 15 minutes prior to being drafted that he would not accept a deal less than $3 million to sign. Um, okay. How'd that go? Hmm. Well, he got drafted by the Rays with the 31st overall pick in the first round compensation. He's um, probably going to get about two. Yeah, yeah, the slot is 2.2. Um, they I, may I, I'd take that point two middle. away from being arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> stick him directly so, as a Montgomery biscuit. <laughs> um, he said uh, in the email, he said if he didn't get tra- if he didn't get the $3 million, he would come back and prove everybody wrong. Well, I think. You know what? You say three million when you're hearing five and six, or you got ideas of five and six floating yeah. around your head. But then you got a contract in front of you for two. You're gonna sign for two. So going through it, um, so he started the year on a 31 and a third inning scoreless streak. He didn't allow an earned run for mm. his first six starts, and there was talk <laughs> about him going first overall. Mm-hmm. And that that slot was eight point something million dollars. Yeah, his. 2018 season cost him roughly $6 million. Yeah, that'll happen. Like, I couldn't stomach that. Uh, well, luckily none of us can throw a ball worth of shit. No. Um, <laughs> thank God. Even if you were to come back 2019, what what can you do what are you to gonna, yeah, increase it that much? You're going yeah, to get another year of, uh, you know, the mileage. You're going to be a year closer to Tommy John's. He already had yeah, it. He already had it, so okay. he, he might be past it. Tommy John's brother, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Perez got drafted. He signed. He pitched uh, an inning and a third scoreless with a strikeout the other night. Hmm. Coco Montez, I called him out in the preview, baseball mm-hmm. preview. He just hit 336 and got drafted by Verse the Rockies. Jigs. In the 15th round. Um, Word on the streets, after he signed, he put a big old middle finger. He's like, screw you, Nate Yeah, Bond. basically. Yeah. Uh, he's one of seven with a walk and two strikeouts so far in um, his short season. Uh, David Villar signed with the Giants. 
and we're just kind of holding out on Shane. Um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, men's basketball. Well, I saw on Twitter uh, Strzelecki signed with the Padres. Uh, Brewers. That? Brewers. He signed with the Brewers um, hmm. on drafted. Guy's got a lot of heart. He was the best pitcher on the staff this year outside of Andrew Perez, and it wasn't close. Oh, good for him. So, good for him. Um, I did, over the last year, he went through a lot. He lost his father. Oh. Um, and then he, like, three days later, he pitched and have a great outing because he lost his dad. Yeah. The following week after the funeral, he throws a complete game shutout against UConn. Nice. So, it was it was a nice little redemption story. Yeah. And he's he's always been really good to talk to. Um, super nice. Uh, so, we'll go from there. Uh, men's basketball had – they signed two guys – um, one, Madut Akek. He's a freshman from, I believe, Victory. Ireland? No, he's from, like, Victory Rock Prep. Hmm. Yeah, he's from South Sudan. <laughs> okay, so Madut Akek, he's a freshman from Victory Rock Prep in Bradenton. Um, he's six foot six wing. He was originally from South Sudan. He was the fifth member of the signing class. Huh. Um, six if you count the four-star transfer from Oklahoma State, Zach Dawson. Um, and then his high school teammate, Mayan Kerr from LSU mm-hmm. um, also signed last week. He was a former four-star ESPN Top 100 guy, a 6'9 power forward. Jesus. Used sparingly at LSU. LSU yeah. is kind of a shit show. Um, they didn't use, They didn't know how to use Ben Simmons when they had him, mm-hmm. so I don't really trust LSU in basketball. <laughs> um, they didn't win shit with Shaq yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> well, so he obviously was a bust. Yeah, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. Um, but there's some uh, some shit has happened with Kerr during his time at uh, LSU. Listen, it's very easy to get mixed up in some shit in Red Stick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. He was suspended in January by head coach Will Wade along with three other Tigers for separate undisclosed incidents. Um, and then in August of 2017, uh, as a true freshman, uh, he, along with two other teammates who were also suspended in January, were arrested for allegedly shooting paintballs at pedestrians. That's college. <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's not the smartest What are the, thing to do. like, Kids at the pool, professors, yeah, other, like, yeah. You know, um, horses. And then on the, March 26th, it was announced that Kerr would not be returning to the 2018 team. So we decided to pick this guy up. So we got him. Oh, okay. Um, Can't get any trouble in Tampa. Strangely no. enough, Zach Dawson was also in, had some issues, but Oklahoma State was also one of the uh, schools that is under investigation. So it's possible they just wanted to cut ties with anyone associated with anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same with Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, so LSU wasn't even on Kerr's radar coming out of high school, according to 247 Sports. Mm. Um, it was between VCU and Illinois and Louisville. Those are not bad schools. So yeah. he had originally committed to VCU in November of 16 before deciding to decommit and look elsewhere. He'll have three years of eligibility remaining after sitting out this year. So good for him. Him and Zach Dawson will come in and probably do good things because Brian Gregory seems like he knows what he's doing. I think he does. I just think he needs a little bit of talent and uh, get things back in order or in order for the first time ever. I saw somewhere on uh, – doing basketball preview will be pretty fun. Uh, but I saw someone mention NIT minimum this season, and I went, I hope nobody's – planning on evaluating Brian Gregory until at least next year, as we were saying this was like year minus one last year. this is maybe year year zero. Maybe year zero. Yeah, so someone on Twitter asked, is it too optimistic to think we're 500 in men's basketball this year? I think Uh, we're close. I think we're closer than we— We're 490. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, I I think we're closer yeah. than we have been since 2012, 2013. Oh, yeah. I or think 2011, 2012, whatever. Uh, a couple games go our way. We're 500, but you, you just probably last 490. Year, I mean, that they were able to, you know, cream SMU, mm-hmm. cream. They looked they really good. T- the last month of the season, I mean, they, they, Memphis. they waxed Memphis. And then the conference tournament, they had a shot. They, they got it within like two or three with like two minutes mm-hmm. left against Memphis. And, um, basically, got Tubby Smith fired. <laughs> I believe yeah, we're good. Yeah. Coach. But they got they got uh, Anthony. They got a star in David Collins. They do, which is a good last name for USF basketball. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I hear he that's been a good name for some point guards and guards in yeah, general. Like so dumb. good for them in the past. Yes, uh, I'm excited about men's basketball. They, they were playing some fun basketball down the down the stretch. If they find a, a true center, maybe yeah. Michael Durr is that guy. Yeah, maybe Big Nick figures it out. I wouldn't count on it. <laughs> Big old Nick. Anyway, uh, so yeah, the uh, they finally announced the uh, Bulls block party of 2018 this year. It is going to be on Saturday, August 25th at 1 p.m. Going to 6:30 p.m., but we all know it's going to go way past that. Um, it's going to be an Ebor again this year. It is always a fun time. It's not a bar crawl. I've been told that repeatedly. It's a family friendly bar. Sorry, uh, block party. <laughs> It just happens. Bring the kids. Do not bring your kids for the love of God. I went last year for the first time. Yeah, we hired uh, you last year. Yeah. I <laughs> well, yeah. Um, that, that was the day? Yeah. That was the day. Oh. We're sitting in Coyote Ugly. I was sitting in Coyote, <laughs> Coyote Ugly with my buddies. We were, I mean, we did, gosh, a couple a couple shots at the uh, Italian club. Had our, our, already a couple beers mm-hmm. in. And Colin goes, hey, are you here? Just out of the blue. Like We were previously talking on Twitter. We were going to yeah. meet to talk about the uh, the position. And then he said, are you here? And I said, at the block party, yes. He sa- and then he just texted me and says, I'm talking to Matt Grothy. Come find me. Yeah. So I got to meet him, Senator Giggity, mm-hmm. and Matt Grothy in one fell swoop. Yeah. It, uh, interesting. Did Matt Grothy steal your wife? He did not. Okay, well. Good he kissed my girlfriend. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he did. Ball on the cheek. That's okay. Which cheek? I can't remember. <laughs> no, face. Sorry. <laughs> I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Uh, anyway. It was such a blur. I won Luke Bryan ticket yeah, that no. night. It was a blur. Yeah, okay. oh, nice. Anyway, so yeah. uh, tickets, uh, well, it's past the eight. Well, yeah, if you buy them, when does this go out? It'll be out tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay, if, you'd well, have bought, if you would have bought these yesterday, they don't be $15. <laughs> but uh, from now until August 23rd, they'll be 20 Day of, they're 25 Get them for 20 It's a steal. You get a koozie. You get uh, probably a shirt. If you play your cards right and fake out the Geico people, you get a free hat that says alumni, which I saw at mine. It's pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's a it's fun time. Bring your kids. It's a block party. Do not bring your kids. It's a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, uh, I got I got to meet – I mean, Charlie Strong was there. He talked before, and then he was around for pictures. Yeah, no, pictures? I mean, it was pretty cool. He, like uh, – it was one of those things just, you know, hey, <laughs> put his hand on your shoulder. Yeah. And he says, yo, have a good time. Have a good day. And I was yeah. like, looking forward to like, the season. Why does your forearm weigh 80 pounds? Oh, my God. But he's, like, personable. It was kind oh, of yeah, no, he's a super nice guy. He just hates talking to media people. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Um, so Facebook question real quick from Heath Rinkus. Mount Rushmore of USF coaches across all sports. Okay, oh we got Jim Levitt with his hand up <laughs> in a threatening manner. <laughs> um, Ken? Ken Erickson. Ken Erickson. Ooh. Uh, it's like Mount Rushmore. Um, well, this is like Mount Rushmore if it were built in the 1850s. I guess we're still ho- getting there. Jose's got to be there. Jose. Jose. So that's three. three. Who's four? Um, can we put Leroy on there? Even though we wouldn't coach. No, I feel. Like, I feel like he kind of. Come on, they put Ben Franklin on the hundred. <laughs> he wasn't president. So he wasn't president. He had the biggest bill. Who cares? 
Make him a right, Coaches fine. only. Fine. Fuck you. Fine. Uh, four. Skip. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking. Um, Giggity loves Skip Holtz. I will kill all of you. Lalo? <laughs> No, you didn't really win anything. Yeah, but he's a good guy. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think we have. We've is it four or five? Four. So the people who are on Mount Rushmore are yeah. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Teddy Roosevelt, and Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Okay. So we. I don't think we have four yet. I think Levitt's got to be on there, even yeah. though you know sloppy. But I mean, the four that are on there aren't. Like that, yeah. or Mount Rushmore, they've got their own shit to deal with as well. Yeah. So it's not everyone's clean. That's also true. But, you know, slavery, so, slapping a kid, a little different. Um, <laughs> a smidge. A smidge a different. So I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go Jim Levitt. Yep. I'm going to go... Jose. Jose Fernandez. And, Ken Erickson. I think those three for sure. Yeah, yeah and, and then, those are and then, and then uh, TBD. And we'll, then just, we'll just chisel TBD in the uh, side of the Marshall Center. Willie? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. No? No, because the way... Yeah. If he would have stayed a little bit, everyone uh, won a championship. Fuck. Um, Chip Connor, the old basketball coach. I think he was like in the 70s, maybe. Maybe. See, this is a Colin this question. This is a Colin question, and for good, sure. Way to be here, asshole. Hey, hey Colin. Oh, okay. Hold on. He left. Let me tell you guys. Oh, my God. Ah, delete. Malfeasance. It's malfeasance. <laughs> Everything is malfeasance. Hold on. Why Hold is he on. an old I, 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 can, I, I know to fix this. All right. So, um, I'm, I'm stealing this question straight from Shutdown Fullcast. Well, they... Ago. So, um, we are going to play... <laughs> What's the most redneck shit you've ever done? And, uh, so what's the most redneck shit redneck shit you've ever done? Oh Jesus, I have done water slides into cypress knees. I've done water slides off of roofs into kiddie pools. I have gone through the Ocala National Forest with my lights off and didn't know there was a thing called Dead Man's Corner until the last second when I'm like, I should probably take a hard left for no reason right now. Save everybody's life. Um, I grew up helping grow watermelons. And this sounds pretty... I mean, the house I grew up in was pretty nice, but it was in the middle of fucking nowhere. So it's, there's not a lot of redneck shit I haven't done. That's some redneck shit. Yeah. I thought like I probably would have topped it. No, that's why, you know, like, there's there's seriously nothing redneck. I, my first truck... I lifted it before I could fucking... I couldn't even get in the goddamn thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, the most redneck shit I've ever done... When I was in... I think I was in middle school. My my best friend... I was was his best man. um, His wedding, he's going to be the best man of mine. In his backyard, we set up makeshift paintball bunkers. Um, We stole stole a shopping cart from the Bed Bath & Beyond on Fletcher. We got a whole bunch of wood, firewood, Hmm. wooden planks, everything. Did you get the big uh, spools? No, we didn't oh. have that. It was all, it was literally like all like chopped up firewood and stuff. And we oh, just built bunkers. Splinter crazy. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> so this was when paintballing was really, really fun and cool mm-hmm. uh, when I was growing up. Um, so he, I mean, his paintball gun was so much better than mine. Like I was, I was just getting pelted. Yeah. And he ran out of paintballs and that was the official sign of, okay, we're done. <laughs> well, I was just so pissed off at getting fucking hit the entire day. He takes his mask off and I pop off one more shot Aww. and I hit him right in the corner of the eye, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> no. right in the corner of the eye. And like I freak out. I'm like, oh my fucking god! I just you blinded, blinded him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! I like just out. 
it was terrible. But I think that's the most redneck shit I've ever done. Like building, like in the middle of suburbia, yeah. like Carrollwood, like Mag area. Hmm. We built a paintball Wait, field. Like, like Mag area? Like Mag area. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God, no, God, 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 God. gosh. Uh, built a paintball field yeah. um, with stolen goods and played paintball and yeah. almost blinded my best friend. Yeah, we did that except we did it with pellet guns See, oh, and no masks. That. <laughs> Painful. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard of the game Nails? Or stump. Yeah, stump. No. Yep. So that's still the still the most redneck thing I've ever done is being at the bonfire. You have a stump. Everybody gets a hammer. There's a nail at each individual's part of the stump. Uh-huh. It's it's in it's in enough so it's standing up. You have a beer in one hand, and the object of the game is to toss the hammer in the air, 360, flip it, catch it by the handle, and in one fell swoop, try to hit the nail in the stump. Mm-hmm. That's and it. if you don't do it, you drink. <laughs> yeah. And if you do do it, everybody else drinks. This is what happens when you're too drunk for horseshoes. That's nuts. Yeah. Spe- uh, speaking of when you miss the nail. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cling. Yeah. So um, that's, that's sometimes you're, you, you just hit the stump and that's fine, but sometimes you just hit yourself other places. Oh, yeah. No, you, uh, you'll catch yourself in I'm, su- the, I'm surprised the it didn't <laughs> shatter my knee. Yeah. And it's just... That's oh, what you do in, like, February at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's the most redneck thing. No, seriously, that's done. what you do when you're too drunk or it's too dark for horseshoes. We, uh, in college, we would play Slap Cup. That's a good game. Slap Cup? Oh, is that slap, when the... Slap uh, Cup. Yeah. So you, you have, like, 40 beers, mm-hmm. and then the center is a full one. Mm-hmm. And you just play, like, it's basically you're playing quarters with a ping pong ball, and you hit the person to the left. Mm-hmm. But there's this, that's another story where... Um, our friends dated one of an, another one of our friends. They broke up, um, and then she brought her new boyfriend boy. to the party. The old boyfriend wasn't there, but our main mission that night was to just get him shit-faced, just <laughs> because that's what you do. Mm. And we got him so shit-faced that he lost Slap Cup and was like, I can't drink that beer. And I said... Well, the ex-boyfriend would drink it. No. <laughs> Needless to say, a fight almost bro- broke out, and uh, one of our other friends has not come around anymore. Oh, <laughs> I, it was a really fucking good burn. That's like, a, I yeah, couldn't pass that it up. Is. That's not even like, close uh, to redneck. That's just college. That's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, God, I didn't do any much rent. I mean, no, yeah, I did. in middle school, we set off fireworks in the middle of summer and claimed that it was um, Ireland's independence from Afghanistan when the cops showed up. We were celebrating that. Did they buy it? No. Okay. <laughs> Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's so strange. Stupid educated cops. I know. God <laughs> That's damn not a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't run from the cops, guys. That's yeah, that's just dumb. You, and, and you know what? That's pretty redneck. We were sitting outside in high school. I actually didn't drink in high school that much, uh, but all my buddies were drinking. We're sitting in the out the outfield, and they're like, nobody gave a shit. They were openly drinking. We're 16, 17 years old. And our baseball, our high school baseball field uh, butts up to the, um, the boat ramp the pretty much municipal boat ramp. So we see all these sheriffs roll up. My friends are dropping their beers and freaking the fuck out. And the sheriff look, takes a look at us. He goes, I'm not here for you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, like radios, radios, radios. And then this guy like tries to sneak up on a boat 
sheriff jumps off the dock, fucking tackles him completely unnecessary. Like this boat wasn't going anywhere. And so extra. Drags his butt. Yeah, drags his ass out of the water. T- looks all of us dead in the eye. And goes, you boys remember this? You can't outrun a Motorola. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what the fuck does that mean? And he goes. We'll catch you. Don't run. We'll call ahead. I'm like, oh, yeah, that does sound cooler the way you said it. <laughs> well, yeah, that was just like a Thursday. It was like a Friday night. So. Oh, fun. Jesus. Yeah. Man, that's nothing. God. I've been out in the Ocala National Forest just sitting there trying to yank my buddy's truck out because he's a moron. And uh, Is your buddy you? No, actually. Uh, his name's Logan. He <laughs> <laughs> lives in Atlanta now. Um, and do you know what the rainbow people are? No. They are the people that live in the Ocala National Forest. And they are mostly just harmless hippies, but occasionally somebody disappears. And it, they're kind of like the boogeymen. It, basically, if you give them a beer and a cigarette, they'll go away. But if you don't, they will fuck you, your day up. Wow. Yeah. That, dude, that's creepy as shit. Yeah. So they, you only get this type of information here on the Bluminati podcast. Yeah. Um, so if you listen to all of this, thank you. Why? <laughs> Um, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, our last podcast did some numbers, so I appreciate it. <laughs> one is a number. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it, so that's at least one. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, this has been the Illuminati Podcast with Senator Giggity, Hello. Nathan, Vito, and Hello. Absentee Colin. <laughs> Malfeasance! Malfeasance! Go Bulls! Go Bulls! Go Bulls! Oh, uh, George Kiefer. <laughs> <laughs>